Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. And welcome to the latest episode of Wrestling with Jonas. Um, I can't even remember what episode number this is, but we're well into the 300s. And uh, for a Monday evening, I've got an absolutely awesome guest. Uh, somebody that's been on my wish list for a while, but we finally got her. Uh, the queen of mean superstar, Lana Austin. Uh, Lana, how are you doing? And thank you so much for coming on the show. Hi. Hi. You're welcome. You're very lucky to have me. Just letting you know. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely no, I I I I know I'm very lucky. I know you don't do very many of these, so I do feel very honoured. But for the next hour or so, we do have Lana Austin on the show, and we're going to be talking all about her uh, fantastic uh, 2023, uh, maybe the last couple of years, because I think that's been a real kind of pivotal moment in uh, Lana Austin's career. We'll take a little bit of a look back into some of your earlier memories, some of your earlier moments, uh, and all that fun stuff. We've had a ton of questions come through already which is absolutely fantastic. But because we are live across YouTube, Facebook Live, Twitch, and X, uh, pretty much all the platforms, uh, anybody watching live at home, you can send through your questions. Send them through to us using your chosen device, and they'll ping through to us. We'll do our very best to answer every single question. We've had questions come through even since we started. Uh, so a very, very popular guest. I'm honoured to have Superstar Lana Austin on the show. But before we get... Oh, absolutely. Just keep sending your questions through. Before we get started, just a quick reminder of some of my recent guests. And of course, November marked five years of wrestling with Jonas. And uh, we had Session Moth Martina on the show in the month of November. And uh, in November, we had part one of episode seven of my Legends Masterclass series with the legendary Johnny Saint. Part two will be dropping later on this month in December. Uh, Kira Chimera, came on the show in the month of November to help us celebrate five years of wrestling with Jonas. And of course, I spent 24 hours in the company of Dirty Dango last weekend. Managed to grab an interview with him in car. I don't think I've ever done an in-car interview with uh, anybody, but it's with uh, former WrestleMania WWE star Fandango, Dirty Dango, as he is known in Impact Wrestling. A really fun conversation. Uh, go and check out my YouTube channel to check that and all the others out. My most recent interview was with Adam Carter, uh, from South Wales, No Mercy Wrestling, uh, and so much more, doing some great stuff in South Wales. And of course, my next live interview this Wednesday, just two days time, is with The Stallion, Chris Bronson, another individual that doesn't do many interviews or any interviews. will be live on Wrestling With Jonas in just two days time, Wednesday the 6th. But today, it's all about that lady there. And a uh, huge shout out to Elliot93, Elliot Marriott, for all the awesome, awesome artwork and the t-shirt design as well. I think Elliot did the t-shirt design, didn't he, Lana? Yeah, he's made me a new one recently as well that I've oh. week, I think. So I hope um, people like it. He's a yeah, star. Okay. He's great. He really, really is. And uh, we're going to start the conversation with this here. Number 48 in the PWI 250. Lana, that's just an incredible accomplishment. And I think... Any of your fans, any of the people that have followed you over the years will kind of say, well, yeah, Lana should be higher, one of the very best in the business. But uh, you must be really, really proud and pleased with your ranking in this year's PWI 250. 
Well, I am. I was quite shocked as well because I thought I was going to have to fight somebody who runs that because for like 11 years I've never been in it and I was like, oh God, what am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? I really, you know, because it is a nice thing to be put in that because it's a bit of like recognition for like the hard work you've put in and stuff. So I was like, oh, I need to work harder. I really want to get on that list. So like I did have a good, a good couple of years. So I did have a feeling I was going to be in it. But then when I ranked so high, I did not expect that at all. I was like, I was very, very grateful for that. And have you ranked in the PWI 250 before? No. You no, haven't? Was, no, that was the first time. That's what I'm saying. Like, I was like, I'm going to have to beat someone up there because, you know, what are they playing at? <laughs> Oh, but 48. And when you consider all the tremendous talent out there, and I mean, the UK roster of women is absolutely stacked. Um, it could pretty much fill the 250 by itself. But when you think about all the tremendous female talent around the world, number 48, that's, you know, I bet I bet you didn't sleep that night when you first saw, you know, the PWI come out or when the, the, your your Twitter started going berserk. Um, yeah. But uh, to tell us, what was the moment like for you when you first found out? It was just, a, like I said, a bit of relief because I did, I did like, wonder every year, like, oh, I've had a good year this year. Why am I not in it? Or, you know, and stuff like that. So I was a little bit like, oh, what am I doing wrong? You know, and then I just decided to have lots of fun in my wrestling and be myself and just, and, you know, I ended up getting on the list. So I'm, I'm thinking that's why. I'm thinking it's because I went and had loads of fun and, you know, bullied everybody. Maybe that's why I got into it, actually, because I became the bully. So that could be why. We're going to talk about all of that. We're going to talk about your character, the queen of mean, superstar Lana Austin, your incredible run with progress and the, and the championship. Um, but, I mean, you mentioned it there, 10, 11 years in the business now, um, and to the 250, uh, ranking 48. Um, and it, does it, all that hard work, all that toil, toil that grind, up and down the road, the, the promotions, the championships, the people that you've been in the ring with, it, it makes it all worthwhile when yeah. that recognition comes through, doesn't it? Yeah that, yeah, that really does. And people don't understand, like, about, like, you know, you put all that hard work in for the wrestling, but then you've also got your, you know, your real life as well. And, you know, for 10, 11 years, I've been a single parent with three children, trying to make a career for myself, you know, and one of my children have ADHD, you know, so that was a, a battle with that as well. You know, so I feel like I put a lot of hard work in my wrestling, but also there was a lot of struggle and hard work behind the scenes as well with my family and stuff. So, you know, when I did get ranked that, I was like, I did everything. I did I did all the hard work. <laughs> Absolutely, all the hard work in it. It finally kind of, uh, well, it's amounted to many things over your career, but like I say, recognition in a very respected uh, column, magazine, call it what you will. Um, and uh, we had a question come through before we went live from uh, Darren Ewan, and uh, we're going to skip to progress now and your Progress World Championship. Uh, how do you feel about your Progress Women's title reign, especially with it lasting as long as it did? So I think you've got the, the third longest title reign of all time. Now, let me just bring up my notes here. Behind Ginny and Tony Storm, uh, with, with seven title defences to your name, um, and it was 329 days, Lana. So Darren's asking, how do you feel about your Progress Women's title? Way? Whenever I refer to it, I call it the Progress Women's World title, but because uh, I certainly class it as a world title. But kind yeah. of reflecting on your title uh, reign, um, especially with as long as it lasted, uh, what, what, now, kind of how do you look back on it now? Well, I was hoping I'd get over a year. That's what that was my yeah, aim. I was so like, close, I'm, wasn't it? 
I really, you know, want to get over, want to get a, at least a year or just over a year. I'll have it forever, but that didn't happen. But, you know, um, I really enjoyed my title reign. I really had a lot of fun. It's Progress is one of the places I've had the most fun with my character. And, you know, I think that's where my character got built quite a lot with the help of the Progress, you know, fans, the Progress fans and the people backstage. So, yeah. you know, it was, a, it was a really fun, really fun title reign. I enjoyed it. Yeah. And let's say nearly a year, just shy of a year, but... You, you mentioned the development of the character. You mentioned, you know, that, that you really started to have fun and be yourself, essentially. Um, but to, do you feel that it that reign and working so closely with progress for that length of time, it allowed you to grow in other ways? Do you feel that you kind of started to enjoy your wrestling or, you know, any other aspects of your career more through that title reign? They really helped me with doing promos, um, like every everybody, everybody, a lot of people know that you put unless I'm drunk and I'm singing karaoke, I'm fine with a microphone near my face. But if it was to like do promos, I would get really anxious and nervous to the point where I would cry. Like at training, I would cry because I got so scared of speaking in front of people. Um, and then when I got an injury, but progress it was like you know we know you've got this injury, but we still feel like. We, you know, we still want you on the show. We still feel like we can do something with you. And that's when I started doing in-ring promos in front of crowds. And, you know, and I feel like each time I got better with them. I'm still learning now. I'm still not the best on the mic, but I'm still, you know, I'm still making a bit of mistakes and whatnot. But progress really, really helped me with that. And I'm less nervous now than I was a year ago doing um, promos. So, yeah. so I'm very well, grateful I'll for that. I'll be honest with you, Dana. I think I've seen pretty much all of your matches uh, in a progress ring. Certainly whenever you're in the electric ballroom, I'm always there. Um, and you would not know it. You would not know that you were nervous uh, doing their promos, even from the first one to the most recent one. Uh, the, you first were, uh... one the first one where I started getting a little bit um, more relaxed with it is when I dressed up as um, Alexis Falcon. Right. So. I wore the red wig and I came out in her jacket. And in my head, I was like, because Alexis, she's one of the best at promos. And in my head, I was like, just pretend you're Alexis Falcon and everything will be fine. So that's what I did. I came out. I just kind of like felt, right, I'm just going to be her. I'm going to be her. And, you know, I sent it to her straight away for her opinion. And she was like, that was great. You're doing great. And then ever since then, she's always... She's always messaging me going, I saw your promo, to think you was really nervous about doing them, to now your improvement. Like, she's always giving me that encouragement on my promos and stuff like that. So I do think I'm getting better, but I still want to get better at them as well. I'm going to be the rock, like rock one day. Or maybe the rock wants to be like Lana Austin. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Maybe yeah. he's saying that. <laughs> yeah, maybe he's watching Don't... mine. Be more like me. <laughs> I'm going to bring up some pictures, some awesome pictures of you with the championship. Like I say, 329 days, I think I said. in that I lost my title? Pardon me? Are you trying to rub it in that I lost my title? No, I'm celebrating no. the fact that it was an awesome title reign and uh, you looked good with the belt for sure. Uh, but uh, what, what, what were some of your favourite title defences? Because I've got a list here. I mentioned seven title defences. Kanji over in Dubai, uh, Session Moth Martina two or three times. I think one of those was hooked on wrestling after All In. Millie McKenzie at Super Strong Style, Raven Creed, Alexis Falcon at the the long Halloween show. And then, of course, uh, Rio. Uh, she defeated yeah. you after a 15-minute long match to Alexis no, in I'm about 20 seconds. That. But you, what, what's her favourite? 
<laughs> what were some of your kind of highlights from some of your title defenses there? Because uh, I saw all of them, and they're all kind of amazing matches. But any any that stand out to you? Uh, wrestling, I've mentioned, mentioned her already, but wrestling Alexis Falcon is definitely one of my favourite um, mm. people to work with and have matches with. So I did enjoy I did enjoy that match, apart from the end of it, because like we said, Rio comes out. Um, I always enjoy working with Millie McKenzie. Um, who else was the my storyline with Raven Creed was fun because that was like a year long in and out storyline with her. So you know, I had some fun matches in in there, like the straight. Did I have the title when I had the jacket match? No, that was the that was the build up to the title. Oh, that was yeah. So that was yeah. I still but, cast as part of the build of me getting the title. So you know, that was one of my favorite matches as well. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I tried all my matches. I do wish I could have had more, but you know, yeah. But, but one thing I've got to say, and well, absolutely, and this is what I was going to get to is because I think sometimes the, uh, the 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 climb to the top and the chase for the title, certainly from a fan's perspective, is sometimes more exciting uh, than when you finally reach the summit. And uh, I think that you've got another kind of chase ahead of you to get back to the top of uh, the Progress Summit. And uh, like I say, I'm sure Rio is is waiting in the wings uh, for, for you to chase her down. But um, like I say, the, the straitjacket match with Raven Creed and uh, all the wonderful matches you had before gaining the title, sometimes is just as memorable. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the chase is definitely the um, memorable as well. Like I said, that's one of the matches that I do remember from it is the... Because I don't think anyone had had a straight jacket match before. And I love doing new things. I love doing things that people haven't done before and thinking of ideas, what we can do to make the match, you know, amazing and whatnot. So I do feel like that was one of my favourites, definitely. Absolutely. And uh, Richie, a friend of the show, got in touch. Uh, his favourite match of yours during your title run was against Alexis Falcon at uh, the recent Long Halloween. So thank you, Richie, for getting in touch. And uh, did he I, I like wanna... the match, though, or did he like that I lost the title afterwards? That's what I need to know. I think he said it was his favourite match. Yeah, favourite title match. match. Not because you lost. Not because no, you lost. No, no, no. <laughs> Richie, you've been warned. You've been warned. Send in better questions next time. I don't know. Uh, we're going to talk about or uh, these, the Lana Austin experience, L.A. Taylor, Sky Smithson. We'll talk about Rob in a minute, but uh, a tremendous faction. Uh, love all three of you guys. I was working at a show with L.A. the other day, and uh, she's sorry she can't join you tonight. She was going to dial in, but she's uh, otherwise otherwise busy. But we we did have a question come through from Ashley Clements before we went live. Uh, whose idea? was the Lana Austin experience and who selected the members of the group. So tell us about it, because I love the Lana Austin experience because each individual member offers something different. Obviously you've got the, the big kind of uh, warrior in LA Taylor. You've got kind of like the, the hitman with uh, Sky Smithson, yourself as the leader. Um, but uh, yeah, so how did it all come together and how did you select the individual members? So the idea for the group was actually progress. They had an idea of putting me, me being the the character that I am, but having two people with me as well. Um, so it was their idea for the group, but then I was allowed to put names forward of people, you know, who I really wanted to be in the group. So I put a few names forward. And then, you know, I'd met LA at a few shows. And I wanted somebody in my group who people are going to be scared of, you know, because I'm... I'm scary as well and I can beat people up. But then if I've got LA on one side as well, who, you know, who looks like an Amazon like warrior, yeah. she looks amazing. She's got this great look. I was like, yeah, 
definitely want her. Um, and then Sky as well. Sky's got the muscles, you know. So I was like, I wanted two badass women with me. So I, I put them two names forward, and they said yes to them too, and I was very grateful. So what um, yeah. what started out of a group of me being the annoying little, you know, telling them what to do and being bossy and whatnot, and them being Lana's bitches, it actually became a group. We became friends. We became real life friends. So then I think that kind of came across on the shows as well of like, you know, I always feel like everybody has that one annoying friend that they all hate and they all like, you know, she's annoying, they're irritating, but you still love them. So I feel like yeah. I'm that I'm that one of the group and that's fine. I know I'm irritating, <laughs> you know, but they love me for it. So it's fine. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and I did mention Rob and he is the the, the fourth member. Um, and uh, oh, uh, we don't know if he's a member. Oh, is he not? We don't know yet. We Ooh. don't know. Because okay. Because we don't have a... I want him to be part of the group, you know, because I love him. I want him to be a part of it. And in my eyes, he's part of it. But, well, you know, I'm... We're not, it's not like I'm the boss of the group anymore. It's like we have to vote, you know. Okay, so. okay. You, you've enlightened me there. And I, I do know he was maybe uh, a year, 13 months ago, I had Rob on the show, Rob Drake on the show. And, uh, and you made a cameo appearance, didn't you, Lana? And uh, let's just revisit that from almost a year ago, from just over a year ago. Here we go. I asked him if he'd uh, ever consider being a fourth member of the Lana Roston experience. What do you reckon? Definitely. <laughs> that's so cool. it that, that would be, be cool really... there you go so it's not confirmed he's not officially part of the Lionel Austin experience no. but I may have preempted it over a year ago so I'm not yeah. taking any credit I'm for it all dressed up now from then as well <laughs> <laughs> but uh, okay the Lionel Austin experience doing, doing some great things I, we did I would, um, I would tell him to come and um, have come and say hi, but he's playing Call of Duty with his with his um, high school mates. Or, That's right. Yeah, I can't get him away from the PlayStation at the minute. That's right. Priorities and everything. You know, I understand. Yeah. I understand. Uh, but he, he might pop in when he's uh, when he's finished. Yeah. But uh, um, we did have a question that came through about Rob. Um, let me just find it here. Come on! Come on! Come on! Oh, no, I'm not. here we go. So, Richie again. Now, Richie's actually making himself a little bit of a troublemaker today. And he's asked, oh, is, there, is there a rift between L.A. Taylor and Rob Drake in the Lion Rosten experience? How do you how do you feel about this? As as, as the leader, quote unquote, of the Lion Rosten experience, um, you know, is there a bit of tension in the group? Is there a bit of tension between L.A. and Rob Drake? what I was saying. Like, you know, I love him and I want him part of the group. But, you know. And you know, Sky gets on with him. Sky's all right with him, but LA's a little bit. You know, she doesn't. She doesn't know yet. She doesn't know. She needs to spend a bit more time with us. We need to go out on a karaoke night or something like that. Oh, we did do actually, and she still doesn't like him. <laughs> there we go, LA. Maybe when another, you watch back, another karaoke night, another karaoke night, and then maybe <laughs> you know, they'll get on. I'm trying. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm sure things will smooth over. I'm sure they will. If they always do, don't they? In wrestling. <laughs> Everybody who wants to see LA but a Rob, like, you know, stop being mean. There's no there's no need to be mean. I'm never mean, so stop. <laughs> I, I, I keeping Robin in the kind of questioning now, I want to talk a bit about interge intergender wrestling. I know that your most recent match at Progress was an intergender tag match. It was yourself and Rob, Rob Drake, uh, versus the cheeky little buggers. 
uh, Alexis Falcon and Charles Crowley. Um, but uh, we, that was a really fun match. And I think the last time we saw each other at a show was at United Wrestling in Oxford. Really, really wonderful promotion that really kind of encourages, you know, intergender. There's no boundaries, men versus women. You've got uh, Aluna doing great things as the future-proof champion, taking on all comers. You've got the Odyssey as their tag team champions. But what's, where's your kind of head at regarding intergender matches? Because when you get it right, it's so, so good, isn't it? And I'd say wonderful to watch from a fan's perspective and great to have on the card from a promoter's perspective. But uh, uh, what's your viewpoint? Uh, I absolutely love it. <laughs> I love it. I grew up wrestling my brother in my back garden and my brother's friends, you know, and everyone. So it's just, for me, it's just the norm. It's just where all wrestlers wrestling each other. We we never saw we never saw gender when we were doing it in the backyard. We never saw my brother never saw me as a girl when I started training, you know, or anything like that. He would get in the ring and batter me, and I'd batter him back. So you know, I absolutely love intergender wrestling, and I, I it's one thing I want for twenty twenty four is I would really love to wrestle more men next year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that more promotions. I know United, I've already mentioned them, do a wonderful thing in terms of there's no barriers, there's no boundaries um, and, and more promotions need to be a little bit more like United. I I think got a really good thing going. Progress do some more as well because yeah. I really enjoy working with Rob there as well. So, you know, and at, like Grand Pro Wrestling in Wigan, I'm tag champs, half tag champ with my brother there. Of course. You know, we wrestle a lot of guys and stuff like that and it's just we have so much fun we have a lot of fun doing it there's just so many new things and you know it's good and the, the crowd love it the fans love it the kids love it the you know the parents love it when it's done absolutely when... yeah and before we move on from progress i just want to bring up this tweet from crowley um and uh, he says uh, this weekend's at, at progress i did what so many people have wanted to do for so long to kick lana austin in the front bum uh, he's despicable, isn't he? Eh? But uh, if you've got any words for Crowley or, or Alexis Falcon, because I don't think um, you know you, you guys have uh, got to the end of your rivalry there, and I know you certainly haven't got to the end of your rivalry with Alexis. But any words for Crowley if he's watching? Um, just that I think he's a massive loser. That's all. <laughs> and Brilliant. Alex as well. I, you know, I, I've praised Alex, but I still think she's a loser as well. So. There we go. There we go. Crowley, if you're watching, Alexis, if you're watching. Um, but uh, I, I want to talk a bit about the, the 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 queen of mean character now, because uh, obviously coming out of lockdown, uh, summer of 2021, going through 2021 into 2022, you mentioned progress and then being very, very important to your character development and being very important in terms of giving you the freedom to explore your character, be more yourself, have more fun. But what, what was kind of like the, the initial conversations or the initial motivation behind this new character, Superstar Lana Austin, the Queen of Mean, and uh, kind of switching it up a little bit? Well, uh, in lockdown uh, with the kids, uh, my daughter made me watch a, a Disney program called The Descendants. And I think they have three films. Um, so I watched them with her. And in, in there, they have this character called the Queen of Mean. Uh, and I thought she was great. I love the song that she sings. Like I just was like, oh my God, why don't I just bring that into my character and just start being mean to everybody and being mean. I think I was a bit mean anyway beforehand, but I just became even more meaner after seeing the character on the Descendants. So I just kind of like put that into my character a bit more. Yeah, and it helped. Yeah, and it worked. 
Yeah, absolutely. And uh, let's just see where you, you appear to be having a lot more fun as well. And I know that you, you've always had fun throughout your, your career, Lana, but um, I think the last and certainly with progress and portraying this new character and having the Lana Rossin experience, I think you're probably having more fun than you have done previously. Yeah, like uh, when stuff that you see with, um, it's the same with Ivy as well, because I tag with Ivy as well, the decibels. Like when I'm with Ivy and when I'm with Sky in LA, we don't plan the character stuff we're going to do because I don't like, I like being natural. And, you know, and I go from whatever the fans give me as well. Like the fans having banter with me is what helps my character a lot as well. Uh, I'd be lost without them. You know, I hate that they're going to hear this, but I would be lost without them. I'm, I still don't like you all. Um, but, yeah, they are what really help the character. And we just, we go out there and we just naturally do stuff. And I always try and make, you might see it on a few things, we, I always try and make Sky laugh. I love making her laugh. So I will do stupid things in the ring, and you'll see her. You'll see her quite a lot on the camera. Like she'll break character and just start laughing. And I love trying to make the referee laugh. I love trying to make the ring announcer laugh. I love making the fans laugh. So yeah. So whatever you see when we're out there, it's just natural. <laughs> there we go. And an extension of the Queen of Mean Superstar Lana Rostin. Of course, we got to talk about Lana Roki. And uh, I think that's been another really fun kind of element and switch up to your character. But um, when did that first kind of start happening? When did you first start singing in the ring or grabbing a microphone or, I don't know, having a bit of banter regarding Lana Roki? Oh, I can't remember now. I can't remember how it started at first, but I think it was a Manchester show. I was injured at the time, so I couldn't wrestle. And I think Sky went against Rio. Um, and at the beginning of that match, because the match wasn't announced, I was like, oh, why don't I start? I'll just do some singing. Me and, me and Sky can sing a song together. She didn't sing any of it, I took over. But we can sing a song together, and then we all can come out and interrupt me and stuff like that. So that's how it started. And then, so I did that in the Manchester, and then the next show in Cardiff, and there wasn't, I think there was only a week, maybe two weeks between that. And I'd only put stuff on Twitter about the singing. And then in Cardiff, was it Cardiff? Oh, it might be Sheffield, one of them. It was somewhere else, far away from Manchester. And um, people in the crowd started um, chanting for me to sing. So I was like, oh my God, they love it. And I absolutely love singing. So I was like, this is my thing now. Although, and sometimes I regret it though, because it takes a lot of cardio to sing and then have to wrestle as well. So I've kind of like, you know, done myself in there a little bit, especially when I'm not well and I've got like chest problems and stuff. So, yeah. yeah. I was thinking you're already best. out of breath, aren't you? You're already out of breath before yeah. the bell rings. Not the best idea, but I absolutely love it. You know, and I'm hoping <laughs> that the fans will start singing along with me at some point. I don't think they've sat oh. along with me yet. Chanting, but Absolutely. <laughs> but we we need to bring up a question from a certain Russell Russell Mania zero zero. Now he got in touch with the show. Uh, can you ask uh, why does she hate me so much? Uh, does she regret not letting me win at musical chairs? Um, so uh, Russell is a good friend of the show, and he's a, a good a big fan of yours. There you are. I think a, a recent uh, Progressing East yeah. show uh, doing yeah. some doing some karaoke. I know that 
you've had Russell in the ring at a progress uh, progress show as well back last year. Uh, I remember yeah. that one very, very fondly. He seems to be your kind of unofficial karaoke partner. Uh, but yeah. uh, a, a lot of fun, especially when you get the fans. Like I say, Russell certainly enjoys it. But his question is, do you do you hate him? And do you regret no, not letting him win at musical chairs? No, it's not that I hate him. It's his wife. His wife lights up. Her face lights up with a big, massive smile whenever I choose him to do anything. So for me, I want to get that reaction from his wife every time because it just melts my heart. She's got the biggest, loveliest smile in the world. So I pick him every time. And, you know, <laughs> it's lucky I might pick her one day, though. So she needs to be a bit careful. You know, you never know. But oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I do pick Russell, though. He, he, and I swear, he never has any idea that I'm going to pick him either. He never knows that I'm going to pick him. I just, sometimes I ask, like, I ask the Pro Wrestling East promoter, I was like, Oh, is Russell coming today? And he was like, Oh yeah. I went, okay. And straight away I was like, okay, I'm gonna use him for something, you know. And I did because he had a sore throat as well. So it was nice. I needed someone to help me. And um he just he just naturally gets in the ring. Oh, he's gonna hear this as well, isn't he? Yeah. You know, he does he, now. Uh, he gets in the ring and he is he reminds me of me a little bit how he's just naturally he can just naturally do things and it's funny and you can have a laugh with it. So yeah, so if he wasn't so good, I wouldn't pick him. So it's his fault. <laughs> and we had another question that came through uh, from Michael Jolly, a good friend of mine. Uh, will we see Alana Austin karaoke world tour? So, you know, you are a globetrotter. You do like traveling all over the place. Uh, but exactly. could that be it. a world people, tour, karaoke world tour? People do love it. But can you hear my, I don't know if you can hear it, but my voice keeps breaking now. I'm destroying my focal cords, you know, and I need to do my karaoke at the weekend in the pub, so do I save it for wrestling? If the fans want it, I need to ask for it more, and then I'll keep doing it. We'll see. Maybe just an album. Maybe just an album. You only have to yeah. record it once and then just play it over the tannoys. <laughs> album and then a concert and then a world tour. There you go. It will happen. It will happen, ladies and gentlemen. It certainly will. Um, you mentioned uh, this individual earlier on, um, and before we do, I just want to mention that I was also present at the Box Park party, uh, and you did some karaoke there, some some grease, I understand. That was good yeah. fun. I did grease, I did bewitch. That was actually one of my favourite times with my wrestling career. And that um, so the plan, the plans were actually totally different to that, but the plans changed just as I got there. The plans had all changed and there was like I did, we don't know what to do and I was like get me a few Jack Daniels and Cokes and I'm just going to go out there and I'm just going to do whatever naturally naturally happens so that's what I did I had a couple of Jack Daniels and Cokes and I got on the stage and I was like right let's just do what I normally do and it was really fun and the people that I picked to come on stage there were absolutely amazing I did randomly pick them as well and they randomly turned out to be absolutely great so yeah you know, it did well but yeah honestly one of my favorite is times of my career that I loved that day so much yeah, and that was one of the highlights of the weekends, and uh, definitely with that Box Park party. Um, I'm hoping to attend next year's. Hopefully, you'll be there. Maybe we can make it so. just just be the, the so. Lana Austin experience, karaoke world tour yeah. in the Box Park. I think I, I think I need to try and learn some wrestling songs though, because I don't. Even though everyone did sing along to Bewitched, I might say I might. Um, so if anyone do, has any ideas of whatever wrestling songs I can sing and learn till then, um, drop you know. us a comment. Yeah, yeah, let us know below. 
<laughs> Absolutely. You mentioned I uh, the decibels. I absolutely love this team. I love this pairing. I love everything about it. Uh, we had Ivy on the show last a couple of months ago, um, and it just works. The two of you look similar. Um, you know, I, I just think it's a match made in heaven. It's a team made in heaven. Um, but uh, I know you've known Ivy for a, a while, number of years. Uh, how? What was the idea about getting the two of you together and becoming the decibels? Um, well, me and Ivy's known each other for a long time, but we haven't always been super close. But we've just recently, you know, I think this past year, come become really close, you know, and I, cl I class her as one of my really close best friends now. Um, and I think we'd, I think we'd, we'd made jokes. I think uh, I got matching, I got blue and black gear, and it kind of matched hers. And I was like, oh my god, we could be a tag team sometime, you know. And that was a while ago. And then I think we just always really wanted to tag with each other so I think Ivy mentioned it to Soft Pro saying hey you know we really want to tag you know sometime would we be able to do to do it at Soft Pro and you know see see how it goes and that first time we went out together again we didn't plan a lot and we just naturally did stuff and that's when I know that I really love working with someone when you don't have to plan things and everything just naturally comes together great well in my eyes it comes great anyway um so yeah so we just and it was fun and i just want to work with her all over the place as well now because we have that much fun absolutely so and... we did um we were the good guys at eve last uh i think it was last month which was um which was a bit crazy i wasn't sure if it was going to work or not me and ivy being super baby faces did it work how it did worked. you how did you make that transition from it being worked. heels to baby faces uh we just stayed the same kind of character but and you know and they really liked it Apart from one person in the crowd said Lana Loki sucks. And I didn't even I wasn't even singing. I didn't even sing. So, you know, that's fine. It was only one person. All the rest. We they they really cheered for us and really liked us and it made me a lot more confident that we can do this as a baby face and as the bad guys. Yeah. But but you were in there with the Royal Aces, and I think they're just gonna get booed no, uh, anyway. So No, we didn't wrestle the Royal Aces. Oh, was it not the Royal Aces? No, we wrestled Lucy, uh, Nightshade. Nightshade. Yeah, wrestled That's Nightshade. It. And, oh, I can't remember her name. Something green. I can't remember her name. I'm the Michelle worst. Green. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Well, with the reason why I mentioned the Royal Aces and, and got them a bit confused as your last opponents is because they're the new Eve Tag Team Champions, aren't uh -huh. they? And uh, I know that we've got um, we've got the next show to look forward to in January, the Multiverse Rumble. Um, and there you are on the poster. I mean, let's talk a bit about Eve, first of all, because your recent appearance against Michelle Green and Nightshade was your first appearance inside of an Eve ring for about a year and a half. And I think it's probably Eve, uh, Ivy's first appearance in an Eve ring for about a year and a half. So was it fun to parents together there actually yeah remember. was it fun to be back inside of a, an eve ring had much yeah. changed since you were last there uh uh i wouldn't say much has changed like the the venues changed of course and you know i feel like there was a bigger crowd as well this time um but yeah it was really good to be back i really do love being at eve and you know i did ask i did ask danny back in like because I was having so much fun being the heel character and being the queen of mean, I did ask Dan, you know, if I can be the heel. And he, I think he just loves me as the baby face Lana Austin. You know, he really, really likes it. And, you know, and that's fine. Um, so then he brought us back and he asked if we could do it, me and Ivy, if we could do it as baby faces. And we were both like, I 
don't know we don't know if it will work we really don't know if it will work it may crash and burn us being the baby faces if the and in my head i was like if the boo was lords i'm not gonna i can't i can't get them to like me if they hate me so but they loved us they loved me it was nice to feel a bit of love in london actually absolutely and like i say i am just doing a bit of fantasy book in here and like i say to see the decibels versus the royal aces somewhere down the line in an evening for that tag team uh gold i think that'll be a, a great matchup but an opportunity for the two of you to get, get some gold will look very nice on me and ivy i think I think so too. I definitely think so too. And uh, one more thing about yourself and Ivy the Decibels is that you've caused havoc. You've got the the book of book of idiots, is it? Is that how you call it? Book of losers. Book of losers and the, <laughs> the megaphone. <laughs> I mean, look at this poor act two. Hey, them two um, idiots. Them two are idiots. <laughs> you got Ant the editor. Yeah, Ant the editor doesn't deserve that. You with me on that, Ant's an idiot. And so many others that you've terrorised and uh, done their uh, done their ears in. Uh, I'm sure their ears are still ringing from those confrontations. Yeah. But that just that just demonstrates in a nutshell what fun the two of you are having with this yeah, kind of like, new freedom. Yeah, when we do them promos, we don't plan them either. We just go, let's do something with these guys. Um, we try and mind everybody to see if it's like no one said no so far so we're doing okay so far but yeah we just kind of go maybe we do this and then whatever we do in front of camera is all natural because as you can see the act to you know put some disses to the friends tv show and you know i wasn't very happy about that being in there should have cut that out wow. actually <laughs> and one more thing one more connection with yourself and ivy and the reason why i'm bringing this up and uh it was in a, a wrestle carnival ring i think it was about october november 2021 and the two of you had a match and i said this to ivy and i've said this to countless people that match that the two of you had in the wrestle carnival ring towards the back end of 2021 was one of if not my favorite match of the year um and uh, i i also think it was a um, an important match for Ivy. Not only did she get the win, but I, I felt that that was kind of the, the win and the match she needed to kind of give her the confidence and to elevate her to that next level, which I think it did. Um, but to, after that match, did you have a conversation about that? And did you realise how important that match was to Ivy at the time? Uh, and not at the time, I didn't. Um, I think she has told me. She has told me since, and since we've become good friends, she has said like, you know, that match really did help her. And you know, I watched it back a few months ago, and I messaged her going, oh, "I mean, Rob's just watched that match, and it's actually a really, really decent match. I really liked yeah. it. Good match." Um, but I do, I do hope that I was part in helping with her confidence because that's what I like doing with people and you know as new and upcoming girls as well is helping with the confidence so i do hope that is the case with her but yeah, it's one of my yeah. favorite as well so absolutely yeah and certainly one of my favorite matches um and everybody that was there to watch it or have seen it since i want to talk a little bit about um kind of your earlier career and i've got some highlights here but I think from my research, you've won about 19 different championships over your 10, 11 year career. Does that sound about right? Oh, I don't know. I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, it's a lot. It's no, a lot bro. for sure. There's one thing I'd say to new and upcoming people before they got on shows is get a notepad and write in write everything in your notepad because you end up just everything gets mushed together and you end up forgetting a lot of stuff. So, you know, yeah. everyone down. 
Yeah. And for my money, I think you had a real hot streak between 2017 and 2019. I think that was a really, really busy two or three years for you. You're wrestling all over the place, winning lots of championships. Um, and you were kind of just everywhere, weren't you? But between 2017 and 2019, I think that was a real breakout period for you where you were on everybody's radar. Do you remember that period as well? Because I mean, that was when Brit Rest was kind of at its hottest as well. Um, was that just before lockdown? Yeah, yeah, a couple was of that years before. Went to Japan and stuff, wasn't it? You went to Japan. You yeah. wrestled, yeah, all over the place. You wrestled yeah. in a WWE ring, ROH ring, an Impact ring, Japan, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, that was. They were a couple of definitely a couple of good years. I did a lot. I was tired a lot of the time. <laughs> I remember that. I remember being tired, but I remember just loving what I was doing. I just loved it every day, every day. I loved it. What sort of a, a character were you during the mid-2010s? And like I say, through that kind of hot streak of Brit Rest and, you know, Brit Rest being the kind of everybody's favourite scene. Um, obviously, we know you as uh, this larger-than-life character now, but what sort of Lana Austin were you kind of five or six years ago? Um, I think I was more like the baby face good good guy everywhere, I think, if I can remember correctly. I think only a few places I did heal and you know, my heel character was still kind of similar to the one that I do now, but I'm just I'm way more confident at it now. But yeah, I think I was booked as a baby face quite a lot, so I got a really good baby face run. Yeah. Yeah. And any promotions kind of jump out at you? I know that you had a good run in Defiant and uh, various other places, uh, yeah. Grand Pro Wrestling. And any promotions, any moments or times that you're kind of particularly fond of or proud of that jump to uh, mind? I have to mention like Future Shock. I think Future yeah. Shock was um, a big one that really helped me get my name out there because, you know, I got the Future Shock woman's title and, you know, I got to put in some good matches with some great people at Future Shock. Um, and I had, you know, I had a lot of fun there. I was there for a long time and I was think I was like the main woman there for a few years. So and wrestling everybody that they brought in. So but yeah, very big baby face there where the owner didn't he was very nervous about turning me heel there. But because I'd done baby face for six years, I was getting I was like, Oh, I need to do something new. I need I need, you know, a little bit of excitement and refreshment for myself and the fans need to see a different side of me as well but he was very nervous about it uh but they let me do it they give me that they give me the chance to do it and i think i've had a lot of fun there with the fans being a heel as well so i have Absolutely. to like i always have to mention them because i think they did help me they give me a really good push at the beginning yeah well what about japan then because doing my research i think you spent uh, a few weeks out in Japan, early yeah. 2020, before lockdown, so before the pandemic, just about. But um, fond memories of that because, you know, you would have been on the scene maybe seven or eight years before that and then getting the opportunity to go out to Japan. Like I say, it's, it's a lot of wrestlers kind of dream to spend a bit of time out there. And you did get that opportunity, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, I never thought I would get to Japan because a lot of people said when you go to Japan, you have to stay over there for three months and you know then you come home and stuff and I was like I can't I can't leave my kids for three months you know one because they're my children and two because of my son Jeffrey having ADHD I was like there's no and he doesn't like change and I was like there's no way I can leave my kids for that long not a chance all my cats as well I've missed my cats as well of course. I, was having, I was having I was having FaceTimes with my cats while I was in Japan because you know I miss them so much 
So there was no way. But then when Dan said, Dan Reed from Eve said, you know, I could maybe just do two weeks. I was like, you know, I spoke to the kids and I asked if they'd be okay with that and whatnot. And they were fine with it. And, you know, when I got my mum to come and help and stuff like that. Um, oh, Rob's here. Oh, <laughs> So, so Mr. Mr. Rob Drake. Oh, I look terrible on yours. He's just played a clip. He played a clip from the, the one that I jumped in. So you have to come and say hello. Watch the podcast. Oh. You're getting in. He said he looks terrible. He looks terrible. Hello. Wow. Busy playing uh, computer games, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> There's my, my time of the day. And you're coming down time for some food. Year. Some food and then That's back it. up. Steak, steak, steak. Well, well, it makes sense because Lana dropped in on your interview last year. So you're dropping in on Lana's interview. It just makes perfect sense. Exactly. But to be fair, Lana is a lot more prettier than me. So. Oh, wasn't <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Rob, while I've got you, let, let me uh, ask you. You've, you've been um, you've been an unofficial member of the Lana Austin experience the last few months now. But to like I say, inside of a progress ring, how's your progress experience been so far? Ah, oh, incredible! It's my it was my goal. Remember last year, I told you my goal yeah. was progress. So, um, yeah, I've spent a lot of time in in a progress ring now. So, more than happy to say. The and least. you get to work with me. There you go. Of I get orders inside <laughs> the ring, inside the ring. So, so we win. I have told you. I want your perspective on something because we had a question that came through before we went live, Rob, uh, about a possible rift between yourself and LA Taylor. Now, what's your perspective on this? I, I got Lana's viewpoint earlier on. Is there a bit of rivalry, a bit of tension between the two of you? Let me put it like this LA Taylor. No, don't you dare. <laughs> uh, he, doesn't he doesn't mean that. He doesn't mean that. I said, and drink but then I was like oh we already did that and she still don't like it so listen there's, there's a, it's like a alpha male alpha female thing going on yeah let's be honest we all know who the beast is we all know who the the real tough guy is the real tough one so uh I'm sure we'll come to terms at some point she's just gotta stop barking you know uh, guys, while I've got you both there, while I've got you both there, um, we, we've got a guest that's dropping in on today's podcast, uh, Lee McAteer. Ah, Lee. What a, what a wonderful surprise, Jonas. Thank you so much for inviting me. <laughs> the, the head of the Lana so Austin Sucks Club. Show. Well, yeah. that's what I've been told about me behind the scenes, you know. But uh, how you been on? I know that you're, you know, uh, you've been on the show before, but um, have you got any, any your former oh, wait, Progress Women's World Champion? Head of Lana Austin Sucks Club. What, what can I say? It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's the best title I've ever had, to be honest. So, speaking of titles, I don't, I don't know where yours has gone, Lana Austin. Just uh, oh, asking oh, for a friend, oh. but. Oh, don't wow. you worry. Right. Don't you worry. I'll get too it back. I'm not way too soon. I'm still heartbroken. That's so yeah. unfair. Yeah, but you don't have to take it on, you know, take it out on Santa Claus, which is what I saw yesterday. It was one of the worst things I've ever seen. Disgraceful. Don't even lie. You loved it. You thought it was alive. <laughs> You're just as mean as me. Oh, really? Well, that's, uh, yeah, well, I'm not going to say anything. But, yeah, but no, Congress. Well, just when but... everyone knows, I bought me a Christmas drink. Who's Santa? <laughs> no, not Santa Lee. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I, that, that's such an outrageous rumour. Can't, can't comment or deny on that one. 
<laughs> Lee, let me ask you a question then. So uh, have the two of you done any Lana Oki on the same stage before? If not, is that in the works? Is that something that Progress fans are going to see in the future? Well, we tried to do it for Love of Wrestling and that really didn't work out very well. And then Lucy Sky decided that she wanted to do some karaoke with me in Liverpool the other day. And I must say, you know, big shout out to Lucy Sky because she can actually sing. So, um, you know, if, any, if anyone should be doing it, it's, it's Lucy Oki actually is what it should be really. I got in them videos and she sucked and so did you. <laughs> well, well, what can I say? You know, there's a reason why I'm head of the Lana Austin Sucks Club apparently. Listen, Lee, every time we're together, every time we're together, you're always hiding behind me saying, oh, no, please don't let Lana beat me up. Oh, no, please, please, Mr. Drake. And you know what? I mean, I mean I'm, I'm not denying it, Rob, for what it's worth. But, you know, literally, this is what it's like to be a keyboard warrior. So I'm quite enjoying it for once. I can be a keyboard warrior to somebody else rather than to me. Well, I respect your honesty. What can I say? You know, I don't want to mess with either of you. And I've, you know, I've said that many, many times. And... You know, but I can, at least I can say some uh, some more raw things without knowing that either one of you are going to kick my ass in, in person. So, Well, never say never. But, Lee, let me ask you one question. So I spoke to Lana earlier on about, uh, obviously, her uh, glorious uh, reign as a Progress Women's World Champion, 329 days. And that sometimes the chase towards the title is sometimes more fun for the fans than get, when you eventually reach that summit. And I think Lana is very keen to kind of chase for that title once again. Can we call it my title, not that title, by the way? Of course. Thank you. Well, you know, there's, there's, no, there's no doubt that it was a, a title period that title that lasted for a long period of time and you know I've, I've got to admit you know Lana you did some amazing stuff but obviously you now got Rio to keep chasing and and uh you know I wouldn't like to be messing with that lady either but then again I wouldn't want to mess with any of you to be perfectly frank with you so I'll just sit on the fence <laughs> on that one <laughs> there we go but uh Lee McAteer thank you so much for dropping by and uh we'll no, see you in the ballroom soon Absolutely. And uh, let me know if you need a new T-shirt, John, as I'm happy to send one in the post. And obviously, I'm not going to say that in person in front of Ruthless Rob Drake and Lana Austin. <laughs> Thanks very much, everybody. Take care. Take Bye. care, buddy. Thank you. Bye-bye. There we go. Uh, I said we might have a, a cameo or two. But while I've got you both there, and Rob, stay where you are, because uh, one highlight of uh, this year, I want to talk to you both, and that's being out in L.A., for WrestleMania 39, uh, representing progress, representing Wrestle Tours, um, two tremendous days of WrestleMania. I know you're huge wrestling fans outside of being part of the business, but what was that like for you both to be there? We had two great nights inside that awesome venue, WrestleMania, and that whole Wrestle Tours experience. Uh, you must have enjoyed the hell out of that. I loved it. Yeah. I got to see Lita and I got to see Trish live. So I never thought, I never thought because they were tired, I was like, I'm never going to see them live now. And yeah. I got to see them live. So that was like a dream for me. So I loved it. That's it. Dream come true. It's a bucket list thing. You know, as a kid, it was literally, no matter what I do in my life, I will be attending a WrestleMania. And I was able to do it. And I was, you know, a great company. Um, and, you know, like Lana said, Lita Trish, but also a massive one for me was I possibly watched his last ever WrestleMania match, and that's Edge, which is crazy. Yes. Um, so that is so such a blessing. I remember when he came out, his entrance, I was I was mm. losing my mind. I was like, I'm a kid again. I don't care what anyone thinks. You can record me, put it in. I don't I don't care. 
here's my hero coming down for like the last time I can visually see it in person. So it was yeah, awesome. Absolutely. And uh, we got a um, friend of the show, friend of yours, I think I may have uh, spelled his name slightly wrong here, but it's Jake Pugh. Jake Pugh, Lana, you're one of the best performers in the UK and all over Europe. Um, who would be your dream opponent to step in the ring with? So uh, thank you, Jake, for sending in that question. But do you have any kind of, you've wrestled everybody and everywhere, but there must still be a few people that you haven't ticked off the list yet. Like I said, in 2024, I would love to wrestle a lot more guys, you know, people that I've never, I want to work with new people. So that'd be a lot of guys I've not wrestled. Um, oh God, does he does he mean on the UK scene or does he mean WWE? Like, well, all, um, he doesn't specify. So a, a dream opponent, I suppose, you know, there's every possibility of anything happening, I suppose. My dream opponent was always and will always be Lita. So, cause she's the reason I wanted to be a wrestler. Um, although our moveset's very similar, so I'm not sure what we'll do there. Oh. Um, but yeah, it would Lita would be the my number one. There you go. Uh, when when progress management watches back, they they probably pick up the phone to to Lita and get her over uh, oh for sure. She wouldn't even have to do that. Much. Lana Roki, she can be a part of Lana Roki if she wants. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> uh, a bit of Lita I don't know if that's ever happened before, but uh, a bit of Lita Roki. And and so I mentioned very briefly earlier, and thank you, Jake, for sending in your question. Um, WWE, you did have a couple of matches inside of the WWE ring, NXT UK. I think once before the pandemic and once kind of after in the BT Sports Studios. Now. Was that kind of a, a huge moment for you? I know it was a big moment for British wrestling fans to see you kind of make those entrances and it got a, a lot of reaction on social media. Um, but how was it for you and, and was it enough? Yeah, yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, all through high school, all I ever wanted to do was I was like, I'm going to wrestle for WWE. I'm going to wrestle for WWE. One day I'm wrestling for them. And, you know, even though it's not like WWE, Raw, SmackDown or whatever, you know, it's still I still worked for the WWE company. So I'm happy I can say the dream that I had in high school, I actually did. So, I, you know, I loved it. I absolutely loved both matches as well. That I had. There we go. Let's go to some listener questions. We've had so many questions come through during, uh, oh God, <laughs> Ashley Clements. Uh, please no more Lana Roki, Jonas. Okay. Ashley? Uh, that was that. Sucks. Ashley, Ashley, sorry about this, Lana. I do apologize. Um, Mike Angus is watching. He's been in touch. Please, can you explain your actions yesterday beating up Santa Claus? Um, what have you got <laughs> against Santa Claus? I know Lee mentioned it earlier. Can't wait to get that because it was hilarious. So it was all Mike's fault because in my match, he he, when he announced me without even telling me, he was like on Santa's naughty list. So you know when I saw Santa, of course I'm gonna give him a kick in if I'm on his naughty list. You know, every kid should every kid should be like that. Everybody should be like that. If you're on Santa's naughty list, give him a kick in if you see him. Even I didn't agree to this. <laughs> this is this is dark. For me. <laughs> It's very dark, yeah. isn't it? Very dark, very dark. Uh, we so we, we've got um, United Wrestling wrestler Arthur Scurrow, uh, who sent in a question. Now, his name won't come up, but uh, he's asked, um, and Bina's got Rob here, would you like to face the Odyssey again? Now, of course, we mentioned that match at United back in their October show, um, uh, Monster Bash 2, and it was yourself, uh, the two of you versus the Odyssey versus. Um, Crowley and Alexis Falcon, of course, that triple threat for the tag titles. Um, but uh, I love the Odyssey all day long, and I'd love to see a match between them and the two of you. What about yourself? 
uh, we actually went home from that show saying to each other, we'd love to wrestle them in just a normal singles tag match. Yeah, not, not a normal tag, tag match, match yeah. Because yeah. um, we we feel like we didn't get to work with them as much in that match because there was three tag teams. So yeah. we would uh, work with them as just us two, all four of us together. And you know what? I was a bit under the weather that day and I kind of... Oh, yeah, you got beat, didn't you? you uh, well, you know, I was a little bit under the weather and, you know, stuff on my mind. So I actually... What was happening is I was taking a micro nap. So when they hit the the tag team move on me, I, I, it's like, oh, I, felt, I didn't feel anything. I'll take a micro nap. And then accidentally it was a three count. Okay, that's on me. That's on me. But, you know, in this rematch that inevitably will happen. Um, Are you going to nap again? No. No. <laughs> Learn the lesson. Learn the lesson. But no, they kicked his ass. No, they didn't. He's lying. They kicked his ass. They're good, okay? Fair They're and good. square, they kicked your ass, okay? If it would have been me, it wouldn't have happened. But because it was you, it happened. Oh, right, okay. I, I think a rematch definitely <laughs> needs to happen. Oh, oh, I was going to nap on the outside. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our strategy didn't work because we thought we would have time to nap, yeah. power nap, and get the energy, but... <laughs> Oh, brilliant. Um, we, we got a couple more questions before we wrap up this episode of Wrestling with Johnners. And, and and for me, a bit of a statement, really. And uh, I, I think with everything we've discussed, everything we've seen, the, the character, you know, your awesome in-ring experience, Lana, um, I think we've got the best version of Lana Austin we've ever had. But uh, what would you say to that? Only to get better as well. It's only going to get better. So, so let me ask you on that then. We've obviously seen a big evolution of Lana Austin and your character, your gimmick over the last couple of years. Where do we go from here? Is there more growth in the character? Is there a, more of an evolution around the corner? Uh, there's definitely always more growth. Um, there's more, you know, stuff I want to do with the fans. I want to annoy the fans more. And if they keep bullying me, I'm allowed to bully them back. So... You know, there's there's so much more that I, so many ideas that I have, and so much I want to do. So I hope people stay tuned. Absolutely. Now I'm, I'm going to ask you for your socials very very soon. And Rob, stay where you are. Uh, just a quick reminder of my uh, up and coming guests, and of course uh, this Wednesday I've got the Stallion Chris Bronson, the current SWW Heavyweight Champion, coming onto the show in just two days' time, live on Wrestling with Johnners. Uh, and of course, another guest in December. I've got Suplex Millie, Millie McKenzie coming on to the Wrestling with Johnners podcast. And to round out the month of December, I've got Dr. Tom Pritchard, WWE legend, renowned trainer, uh, one of the trainers at uh, JPW. Knoxville, Tennessee will be coming on to the show on the 13th of December and part two of my interview with Johnny Saint will be dropping uh, before as a special Christmas present uh, before the new year from uh, from Johnners. But uh, Lana, I'm going to change the ticker at the bottom of the screen just in time for you to tell us where we can reach out to. So uh, if any of my followers, listeners, fans, viewers want to reach out, say hi, learn more about Lana Austin, where can they do so? Uh, on my Instagram, which is Lana underscore austin one and on twitter x whatever it's called now yeah. the same so yeah on both of them platforms just on my twitter x i'm very mean on there so if you're gonna give me come on there and give me attitude i'll give you attitude back absolutely absolutely but uh it's been awesome having you on the show any any merch uh any t-shirt well besides this one here i'm guessing you can get this at um progress but yeah I'm probably... about a new design maybe it's got some left yeah but i'm looking i'm thinking my Drop that this week. Is that the, what the cool kids say? Drop mm. that this week. I think that's what they say. Yeah, they say that. You're right. <laughs> My new merch is coming out this week. 
I think maybe I'm, I'm not decided yet. And, and drop... have you got a big cartel or? I don't know. Get your teeth. Or after Christmas, I'll be posting that on my social media so then people cool. will know where to, where to get it. So yeah. There we go. But uh, Lana Austin, you've been an awesome guest, and uh, thank you so much for uh, ticking that name off of my bucket list of interviews. Really, really appreciate it. You've been a wonderful guest, and thank you for Lee for dropping on. Thank you to Rob Drake as well. Love you, man. Uh, but to the two of you, wish you nothing but the best. Wish you a happy Christmas and a happy new year. Um, and may 2024 bring you that title back, bring you your title back. Definitely. Thank you. My title. There we go. Lana Austin, thank you very much. Thank you.